<laughs> Welcome to the 28th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun, video game podcast where you talk to anything under the video game sun. I am your host, Raging Genji. Along with me today is my co-host, Mr. Pegasus. How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. 28 episodes. I know. That's a lot. No. 28 too many. Can you introduce our guest, Jinji? What are you doing? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't need to introduce him. DJ's back. Hi, DJ. And first time on Pixels, we have another special guest with us today, Miss Penguin Mage. How are you today? I'm not at work, so I'm great. <laughs> I mean, what more can you ask for, really? I could be asleep. <laughs> oh, we have to count the small blessings. <laughs> I mean, you were the one who made your uh, presence known, and we were like, come on the show. And you're like, oh, well, I guess I ha- have to now. <laughs> <laughs> but All right. With that being said, we got quite the nice episode ahead of us. But like we always do, got to make a phone call. We will be right back. Well, yes. I see. Good news, everyone. Welcome to the news, you guys. Got some stuff to talk about today. First one I'm pulling from gamesindustry.biz, written by Matthew Handerhun. I hope I'm saying your name right. Handerhun. Ultimate is the fastest-selling console game in Nintendo's history. Ooh. Who could have seen that coming? I know. Nintendo revealed that the Smash Bros. debut on the Switch has sold 12.08 million units since it launched on December 7th of 2018. According to Shintaro Furukawa, the company's president, that's, quote, the fastest start for any title on any Nintendo home console ever, end quote. Indeed, in Japan, Smash Bros. Ultimate surpassed the lifetime sell-through of the most popular game in this series' history in just four weeks. The latest Smash Bros. title is like a giant gathering of everyone who has ever had access to Nintendo games at any stage in their lives during the 35 years that Nintendo has been continuously producing video games, Funkawa told investors. As a result, we're seeing a change in consumer demographics as people across a wide variety of age groups are all playing Super Smash Bros. The Switch has sold 32.27 million units at the end of the calendar Q4, while that's slightly below Nintendo's own projections for the financial year. First-party software continues to sell in large quantity. All right, the next one I'm pulling... Anyway, pulling from Game Byte, written by Laura Jackson. Uh, it has been confirmed by Nintendo that the much much-loved Dr. Mario will be making an appearance in a mobile game later this year. As revealed... On the Japanese website for the company, Nintendo writes, Together with Nintendo and Line, NHN Entertainment, which has released and operated various online and mobile games, will take part in the development and operation of Dr. Mario World. This great news for the fans of the original game, which launched all the way back in 1990. If you've got to experience the joy that was Dr. Mario, this game was pretty different to other Mario releases of the time, being an action puzzle title that came out on the NES and Game Boy. Not not too much is known about the mobile Dr. Mario world yet, but we do know it's going to be released on iOS and Android devices in summer... Excuse me, 2019. If summer 2019 and Nintendo Mobile is ringing a bell, it's probably because the upcoming Mario Kart Tour or Mario Kart Mobile, has been delayed to a similar date. Ooh. I didn't know Mario was getting so many mobile games. Thoughts on that, you guys? I honestly don't care about their mobile department. I'm not interested. I mean, they're good. It's fine for their local area because mobile gaming is so huge in Asia right now. I enjoyed Mario Run. It's just another running clone, is it not? Like Temple Run yeah. and all those other ones. Essentially. It had, it had some differences that made it stand out from those, in my opinion, at least. I'm looking forward to it, to be honest, because I would say that, yeah, I am a mobile gamer. 
Yeah, you are, Gigi. You play them all the time. More than you play real games, because you suck. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, dude. I have it on mute, but I'm playing Smash Bros. Ultimate as we speak. So, you know joke's on I you. know how I feel about this, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> eh, don't mind me. I'm just going to turn on Kingdom Hearts 3 and blare it through the mic. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final news story that I have to sacrifice himself for the bring up today. The third story I'm pulling from ladbible.com, written by Matthew McGlattery. PS5 backwards compatibility teased with new Sony patent. We don't know the PS5 exists yet. How are we getting backwards compatibility now? Because dev kits have already been sent out. Developers already have PS5 kits to to mess with. There better be backwards compatibility because I, I. It's like possible, we, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I feel For like all we, we know, these won't even accept discs. It's going to be download only. I feel like leaving the PS4 behind at this point is kind of a risky venture. Well, I mean, in a way, they have to do something. Because, I mean, Xbox, you know, they have their backwards compatibility. They thought that with the PS3, too. Look what happened. True. Because I, w- I would love to play Infamous 1 and 2 and 180. You mean 1080? Yeah, 1080, yeah, that's what I meant. Having so that anyway. skateboard would definitely be a lot easier on their part than... Uh porting all the recent PS4 games that did really well. Just having backwards compatibility makes it a lot easier. Right. And the last thing I wanted to talk about, and I hope to God this happens. DJ, we talked about this actually a little earlier, but I'm pulling from segmentnext.com written by Jawad Ali. Is Shaggy coming to Mortal Kombat 11? No, he's not. The petition to bring Shaggy in Mortal Kombat 11 finally caught Ed Boon's attention, and he's very much interested in making it a reality. There's no confirmation no, yet, but Ed Boon's response to... Happen. Hold on. But Ed Boon's response to recent Shaggy memes is rather interesting. Mortal Kombat 11 is on its way, and everyone knows that a lot of guest characters will make appearances. Mortal Kombat XL included Jason from Friday the 13th, Letterface from Chainsaw Massacre, and many more. The possibilities for guest characters in the upcoming MK games are endless. Just two days ago, a fan started a petition on change.org to bring Shaggy from Scooby-Doo to Mortal Kombat 11. The petition blew unexpectedly, and eventually NetherRealm took notice. Ed Boon has addressed the matter while replying to a fan asking, We want Shaggy. To which he replied, and I quote, let me know how that works out for you, dot, 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 end quote. Ed Boon then shared yeah. a drawing of Shaggy with lit up eyes, which itself has become a popular meme. This could be a potential look which we can end up seeing in the game along with some brutal fatalities. We're, Interesting. we're not going to see Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in Mortal Kombat. Interestingly, Matthew Leard or Lillard, who actually played the role of Shaggy in the movies, also praised the new spiritual look of Shaggy. Despite all that, there's no confirmation that we'll see Shaggy in Mortal Kombat 11, so take it all with a grain of salt. The stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. To be fair, Warner Brothers makes Mortal Kombat, and they own Scooby-Doo. So it's entirely plausible that Shaggy can legitimately end up in Mortal Kombat 11. Although, to take off IGN, if we get Shaggy in Mortal Kombat 11, we damn well better get Scooby-Doo and Injustice. (laughs) I fucking hope. (laughs) Because here's the thing. The Scooby gang crosses over with DC Comics so much. Like, literally, is the comic where Shaggy and Scooby become Yellow Lanterns. Nice. That sounds awesome. I want to read that. You can look it up. It's a thing. They work with Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman all the time. 
I knew about the Batman crossover, but that was the only one I knew about. <laughs> but that pretty much... What, what do you think about that, Penguin? I hate it. You hate it? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. Our, our good Lord Shaggy will not look look happy on her tonight. That's fine. I hate him, too. <laughs> I don't like this guest. Can we get a new one? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, with that being said, do you guys have anything you wanted to add? Nah, everything seems pretty dead on news sites. It's all Kingdom Hearts 3 stuff. That it is. say that well, like it's a bad thing. I don't, want your, I don't want their strategy guides. I don't want it. Kingdom Hearts 3 ends with Stitch violently sacrificing himself. Let's not talk about the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, because otherwise I might just start crying. Ah, uh, there's your spoiler. Crying for crying for Stitch? Penguin? No, for the last five hours that, of that game, All I was right. just crying. Well, with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and cut it here. We will be right back. Welcome back to the second segment of the show, you guys, where we will talk about what we've been up to the last week, video game-wise, or anything else we would like to share, as we normally do. Pegasus, what have you been up to? Okay, so... What have I played this week? I got I got back in my PS3 a little bit this week. I figured out how to connect my PS4 controller, which is... Leagues better than my crappy third-party PS3 controller. So I actually got back into the Budokai HD collection because I didn't have a crappy controller, so I could actually, like, play the game well. So I was actually able to get past Perfect Cell and Teen Gohan Story and actually move the heck on. People nice. still play Budokai 3? I do. But Tenkaichi was so much better. I don't have Tenkaichi, so... Well, I feel like that's a you problem. <laughs> and also, they, they exist as separate entities that people love in the franchise, because one's a 2D fighter and one's a 3D fighter. Though Budokai 3 did get thoroughly eclipsed by fighters. <laughs> Gotta have them fight us. That's something Jinji can actually play now. Play what? Crazy. Fighters. Yeah, that I can. He can. He can. can he can. Too. He can love our ten-year-old Bay all he wants. That's gross. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Android twenty-one is only ten years old. Okay, but she's an android, so it doesn't count. And a mom. <laughs> she's Android 16's mom. That. I don't know how I feel about that. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. She's based on Jero's wife. No. Stop. <laughs> she killed her own boy. And three different stories. Wow. Spoilers. I was thinking she actually might not kill her kill him in the Android. The game's arc. been out for over a year. Spoiler well, warning, I don't matter. Playing it. That's a you problem. I beat the first two story arcs, and I'm on the Android one right now. Jinji probably hasn't even beaten the Super Warrior arc yet. No, I've been too busy playing Smash Bros. Ultimate. He's playing a better game. The Debatable. Anyway. Um, as for what else I've been playing... I I played Dragon Ball Fighters today. Speaking of, and I also played Fortnite for what I'm pretty sure is the first time ever I did so for literal hours in the same session. Because I got on with my my buddy Silas and then I streamed it for a little bit and my buddy Josh joined in. The stream broke, so you didn't get to see much of Josh, but we kept playing afterwards, and even Silas left, and me and Josh kept playing longer. 
So I was playing Fortnite for a good couple hours. And I think that's about it. Nice. Well, Penguin, what have you been up to? Besides having yourself muted. Uh, Lots of crying. So just <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, that's not surprising at all. Hmm. Don't get dehydrated. Uh. <laughs> Jinji, why have you put middle finger- fingers up at me in the text chat? Because you fucking were talking about Stitch, fucking asshole. <laughs> What's wrong with Stitch? You, you were don't saying- diss him. You don't diss him. Stitch must be protected. You guys want to see a Stitch is image? good boy. Stitch is you good boy. You guys want to see a terrifying image of a Stitch animatronic dismantled? Hell no, I don't. Penguin, oh, what have you been up to the last week? Just Kingdom Hearts. That's all I've done. <laughs> that's it. that's why it's beaten. <laughs> DJ, what have you been up to? Um, Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not poor on PS4 like you and Pegasus. What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy you fighters. Shut up. With a with a coupon. Hey, I did thank you for that. <laughs> I, I, I got fighters like half off because of the Christmas sale. I have two copies of fighters. I have all my games on PS4 digital because I don't want to worry about managing discs. And then your cloud saves get deleted. I mean, it's system memory saves still. For how long, you may never know. Look what happened to the Wii. Oh, there's your news. The Wii Shop shut down. Let's have a moment of silence for the Wii Shop channel. Let's not and say we did. (laughs) Literally the first time I bought something from the Wii Shop channel was the day before points were disabled. Because I realized it was like the only way to play Sonic 3 on console, so I scrambled to buy Sonic 3 and Knuckles before I couldn't buy points anymore. Shit. Well, now you can't really buy, like, Haley's Ranch or anything like that. The My Pokemon Ranch. Oh. (laughs) I've left a present for you, Gingy. Looks like it died in a fire. (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? And I haven't done the original. The original Alien ride was better, anyway. <laughs> I haven't done shit myself besides playing Pokemon Go. What's funny playing... is that this picture. What's funny is that this picture is a leak, and according to Disney, the the ride is only temporarily closed. Jesus Christ, that's fucking terrifying. Can I leave now? <laughs> no. But I haven't played shit besides Pokemon Go. I've been playing Dokkan because the event for the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie just started. Ooh. Bro, bro, Broly. Go, go, Broly. Yeah. I already got um, Goku, Vegeta, and Broly Rainbow. Or not Vegeta. Got Goku, Frieza, and Broly Rainbowed. How dare you? Yeah, <laughs> That's not fair! Hey, you have your luck in the summons, DJ. I was quoting Frieza from the movie. Frieza, heads up. Literally Don't you remember? That movie is when they deflect Broly into Frieza and he starts wailing on him. Good shit. But no, I've also been playing... Smash Bros. Ultimate, you know, unlocking fighters, and as of late, I've been really getting the hooked on the whole Spirits thing, because they have a, a a Mega Man event going on right now, and I've been struggling to get the uh, the base Spirit. Honestly, it's a giant pain in the ass. It's the, uh, the, the requirement is a stamina battle. Both enemies are metal, 
and then one of them's equipped with a blaster. It's pain in the ass. I, I've lost several times already at this point. I'm using Little Mac, and so far I am wailing on fucking Mega Man because he's the one with the fucking blaster. It just shows you're not cut out for it. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> da 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 da. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that's it. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm still playing uh, Jurassic World, trying to get the new. Um, hybrid DNA, and I'm honestly getting close. I just need to do the um, the DNA splicing one more time, and I should be able to get it. Should. Genji lives that mobile gaming life. Until I get my PS4. Now I'm going to be playing God of War, Kingdom Hearts 3. And by the time it comes out, the PS5 will have already been out for a year. And then we'll have Infamous 4 and 5. Infamous will never return. Yes, it fucking will. Not even in fan work. Wink, wink. (laughs) I can't stop looking. I'm killing him. I'm killing him. He's dying right now. I'm just bamboozled. On the inside, but no. I guarantee you, as soon as Sucker Punch fucking gets finished with um, Ghost of Tsushima... Whatever that's called, I know they'll fucking redo Infamous. No, redo won't. it? You want it to reboot? No, not reboot. More uh, remastered is what I was thinking. Nah. Nobody but, wants um, it to come back. That honestly about covers my week, unless if you guys have anything else you wanted to to elaborate on. You're silent. The silence means everything. So I assume no. Penguin has muted herself. He's dead. Penguin, are you playing Kingdom Hearts? No. <laughs> are you, are you sure? lying about playing playing no. Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> you beat Kingdom Hearts. Why don't you be playing Kingdom Hearts? Playing it in proud mode or unlocking all what, the extra stuff. What I'm curious. What what system are you playing it on, Penguin? PlayStation Four. So are, are you are you trying to platinum it? Throughout her binge, I could see her. It, I could see her in my PlayStation friends list, just constantly playing Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Which pre-order did you get? Uh, just the basic one. I'm very upset with them for that. I got it from GameStop. There were no extra Keyblades. I'm very upset that they were pre-ordering with extra Keyblades that you can't get in game. I mean, they're basically just copies of other Keyblades, so... Like, I, I got one that's I don't care, the like... PlayStation <laughs> 1 is cool, and it gives freezing boosts. Ice yeah, magic but... is best magic. Yeah, but you get the Frozen Keyblade, and <laughs> it does the same thing. But Frozen sucks! It's about fine. Frozen. Damn it. <laughs> no pre-orders for Gingy. No extra Keyblades. Ever. I'm sure they'll release them eventually. It'd be so cool to play the Xbox One on the PS4. Yeah, it would be. Anyway. But, yeah, that honestly about covers my weeks. So, unless we have anything else to add, I think we are going to cut it here, and we will jump into our final segment. We will be right back. And welcome back to the final segment of the show, you guys, where we will pick a topic and that's under anything under the video game sun and just simply talk about it. Pegasus, what are we discussing today? We're talking about the history of the Nintendo 64, and Jinji seems to think I'm going to read it, but what he doesn't know is that if I open the browser on this phone, Discord will crash. So he is reading it. No, I'm reading it. Oh, you want to read it, DJ? I actually have a book with a with a section here on the N64. Oh, wow. shit. It's from my copy of the Nostalgia Nerds Retro Tech Computers, Consoles, and Games. <laughs> Nerd! That works with me. The N64 was my first console. It was my step into video gaming. I didn't oh. start with all of this, with, with your Ataris and your SNES crap. My first game console was the PS2. 
because I'm young. Because you're young. Yeah. So, shall we begin? Absolutely. Start off. So, how much how uh, total units did it uh, sell, DJ? Um, a million thousand. Sadly, not a such a thing is mentioned here. It does give me the initial sales um, for Japan when it first released in June of 1996 in Japan. Uh, the initial shipment, uh, the initial shipment of 300,000 consoles sold out on day one, and Ooh. continued to sell well over its long run of nine years, even through the GameCube's lifespan. Which, you know, that's pretty hard to do to continue into the next gen. So let's take a look here. The P- I think the PS2 was the biggest arbiter of that, though. Yes, yes it was. Um, uh, little fun yeah, fact yeah. here, when the N64 came out in Japan, it, was in- it came out at 25,000 yen. For reference, that's roughly 250 bucks. Damn. In U.S. I was about to say, looking at the units sold, worldwide it sold a total of 32.93 million. In Japan, it was a total of 5.4 million copies were sold. It sold tremendously more in America. America. The total America. America. Total sell value of twenty point sixty three million and Europe and Australia six point seventy five million. Uh, so I'm just gonna read here from my book since it's pretty small in the amount that it has since it's got so many consoles in it. Okay, so originally touted under the name of Ultra sixty four, uh, the Nintendo sixty four was a console with much hype and anticipation. It was also an early peak in Nintendo's shunning conventions and paving their own path of digital entertainment, something we'd come to associate with their consoles. On this occasion, the shunning was very plain. Rather than adopting compact discs as a media of choice, Nintendo stuck with cartridges, which led to some limitations, but also some positives. As as with the Super Nintendo, the N64 was a latecomer to the fifth generation of consoles, as it was later known, coming out in Japan in June of 1996, swiftly followed in September for North America, and early 1997 for everywhere else. And already did how much was sold day one. Um, the N64 didn't sell the game, didn't sell the same lofty numbers as Sony's PlayStation, but it had many adoring fans. Many preferred the familiar rapid load times of cartridges over CD, and of course, the Nintendo seal of quality was ever present, as we all know, especially from the. Uh, Metroid news of this past week. Uh, yeah, we'll see that one later Later, sometime. <laughs> 2029, we will see Metroid Prime 4. We'll, we'll see it on the Switch 2. Yes. Yep. You know, uh, I find it funny that Nintendo was a latecomer to some of those earlier like console generations, because now... For the past two generations, they've been the first to buy a lot. Well, the Switch is still considered the same generation as the Wii U. No, it's not. As far as I've seen, it is. Well, once the PS5 and the Xbox whatever come out and they're still making Switch games, then they'll realize that they're wrong. (laughs) This was an era when audacious experimentation was taking place to find the best control solution. This is talking about the controller, which everyone knows the N64 controller is wild. Gone were the days of one-button joysticks and three-button pads. Games now demanded a multitude of triggers and buttons and more precise control. In Nintendo's case, they opted for a large shell encasing SNES-based hardware while incorporating a new Z-trigger and an analog stick. This is, in fact, one of the first standard controllers to incorporate this, and although this three-handed approach is not the dual analog setup we'd find essentially in years to come, it was on the right path. To tie in with this path, four controller ports were also supplied, along with some spectacular multiplayer scenarios and making the console a good choice for gaming parties. And actually pictured here is the Nintendo 64 uh, DD, for those that aren't aware, because it never came out of Japan. It was the disk drive to the N64. There was a disk drive to the Nintendo 64? It was actually never heard a, of the 64 DD? No. It's actually a bottom component that's 
almost actually bigger than the N64 itself, which the N64 itself sits on top of it. The disk drive is plugged into the 64, and it takes CDs. Uh, Let's see if I can find a picture just to post in chat so Jinji knows what we're talking about. Uh, Educate yourself on the 64DD, you, uh... There wasn't a whole lot released for it, so no one's actually missing out on much because it flopped hard in Japan. <laughs> there you go, Jinji. Take a look and see. You simpleton. Educate yourself. And this book actually lists three games uh, special to the N64 as must-see, must-play, and must-avoid. The must-see is The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time by Nintendo in 1998. Uh, with previous Zelda games, a lot of the immersion was down to our imagination, but the N64 allowed Ocarina of Time to serve up a world we didn't even have to imagine because it was there in glorious textured scenery. Many of the issues with that Mario 64 ironed out with the 3D camera are corrected in this game, and it's just an immersive pleasure to play. I'm pretty sure a lot of Zelda fans can agree with that. Although I know Jinji is very partial to a certain later Zelda title. DJ? Oh. What? You, you like, cut out, and I couldn't hear what you were saying. Where'd I cut out at? You cut out, like, right after you finished talking about Ocarina. I didn't say much after that. Oh. Okay, so the must-play is 007 Goldeneye. Yeah, buddy. Again by Nintendo in 1997, a year before uh, Ocarina of Time, actually. I actually have a cartridge of Goldeneye. Who hasn't enjoyed a multiplayer deathmatch in this game? Aside from the superb single-player mode, which manages to both follow the film pilot and the film plot, actually, and make it into a playable game, it's grabbing up to four other friends and blowing them each each other away that really what defines the N64. And the must-avoid is everyone's favorite game to hate, Superman. Gross. <laughs> By Titus Software in 1999. It came out a year after Ocarina of Time. It's a game that has been nominated worst game of all time on several occasions. So why is it so very bad? Well, it's clear that Titus rushed development of this game and then some. The concept, for whatever reason, is to fly through rings, but the control is very abysmal. And you'll find yourself flying anywhere other than through a ring. If you do manage to progress, you'll have to lift some cars within a matter of seconds, and then you go back to the rings. Just don't. <laughs> okay, here's what happened with Superman. They took one of their youngest, newest developers and Sucks. gave him cocaine and told him to <laughs> Gave him cocaine. Are you sure that's not the Sonic series in a nutshell? <laughs> You're saying that because of the John Tron joke. Whatever that means. Oh. Oh. <laughs> there was literally a joke in a JonTron video where, like, it went to like Sonic Team HQ, and it was just them doing drugs and having like hallucinogenic insanity. So that's all my book has on the N sixty four. Um. Do you guys have any memories with the N sixty four? I mean, honestly, I besides... Uh, I don't have any good games, and I, my controller's broken, so I don't play it. I mean, we talked about a few games on uh, uh, Pokemon Variety Hour, but I remember playing Hey You Pikachu and saying several profanity curse words at it because Pikachu was not fucking understanding a single goddamn <laughs> word I was saying. Damn it, Pikachu. And by the way, to clear that myth... Saying PlayStation to Pikachu does nothing. There was like a myth Damn. for that game that if you said PlayStation, Pikachu would attack you or something or other. Penguin claimed that it was fact in our episode. It's a myth. Maybe my Pikachu is just a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if you fed him more than once a month. He doesn't need to eat. He's chubby. That's just how they are. He, he Not needs anymore. To lose, he needs to lose weight so that they could become 
newer Pikachu. Also, one of the great things about the N64, dang, was it colorful. With how many freaking colors it came in. I mean, there was the Hey You Pikachu one in blue with the giant Pikachu on it. Yeah, the translucent ones that came in like freaking orange and teal and purple. Even the oh, cartridges wow. were different colors. Like Pokemon Stadium 2, that was its sparkly gold color. Thing was a thing was a color color bonanza. It was great. Though so, uh Gingy, I do believe we've missed one of the greatest classics on the N64. What was that? Oh, Super Smash Brothers. The original Smash Bros that started it all. Even with their wacky, wacky commercial where they're walking through a prairie and then they just start beating the ever-loving crap out of each other. (laughs) That was fucking glorious. Why can't we have that back? Because you can't show violence to kids. America. Oh, and of course, everyone's favorite Pokemon... uh, Underrated slash overrated gem Pokemon Snap. I thought you were going to say Pokemon Puzzle League. No one cares about Puzzle League. <laughs> I like Puzzle League. You can play Tetris instead. <laughs> I forgot about Snap. Snap is a is its own can of worms. We might have to do a variety of episode on Snap. Also, for those that don't know, the N64 also had some wild ex- uh, accessories. Like, for those that had, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Donkey Kong Country, one of those games for the N64, you actually had to have an expansion pack to play the game. Oh, yeah, Donkey Kong 64, yeah, yeah. Why'd you have to have an expansion pack? Um, it's just required for it to up the visuals and stuff. Um, it's really weird. You know that little, uh, that little slot there, that little, uh, clip thing there on the N64 at the top of it. You see it there between the power and restart button? Yeah. The expansion pack went in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but why I would you... The, I thought the expansion pack went in the back of your controller. But no, I was stu- that's I the stu- rumble stu- pack. That's the rumble pack. Which added the uh, rumble feature that everyone loved from... Uh, I'm not sure what games it actually came with. I'm... Oh, and then there was the transfer pack for uh, Game Boy games on Pokemon Stadium. That was fun. Yeah, me... me and By the way, a little tip for those that like playing the original Game Boy version of uh, Pokemon Yellow. You can transfer your Pikachu into Pokemon Stadium, restart your game, and then you can bring that Pikachu over and turn it into a Raichu. I thought you just had to trade it. Well, this gets rid of trading. You're right. What the heck am I looking for? What the heck? I'm looking at the accessories here, and one of them's called the Wide Boy 64. What? Yeah, that's how you can play Game Boy, right? Um, let me see. What does it say here? Was a third-party thing developed by Intelligent Systems. The Wide Boy 64 is a series of adapters similar to the Super Game Boy that was able to play Game Boy games. The device was never sold in retail to general consumers and was only provided exclusively to developers and the gaming press. Two major versions of the Wide Boy 64 were released: uh, the GBC, which could play Game Boy and Game Boy Color games, and the updated GBA, which could play Game Boy Advanced game packs. I love how I'm. You can tell how much of a huge nerd I am that I'm the only one here who instantly knew what the Wide Boy 64 was. Also, there was the N64 mouse. I feel like I remember them using that for a game. I don't remember. It was for Mario Artist and SimCity 64. Yeah, SimCity 64 was what I was thinking of. I actually saw a YouTube video on the mouse before. It can be used in other games. Which is just wild to me. A mouse for your N64. Playing gold. It was like seeing the Game Boy gold sonar in an angry video game nerd. Yes, that's Playing the thing. You can, you can, there is a sonar attachment for your Game Boy that you can use to find fish. Huh. 
Not I'm virtual fish. Actually going fishing. And there was a sewing machine for the Game Boy. We can't find any fish. Well, sir, mighty fine invention. See, these video games are useful for something. I need to. I'm gonna play Kingdom Hearts one tomorrow. No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> Leave me alone. Don't Pegasus is getting called out. You'll play it. You'll get to like the first world, and you'll quit, and you'll never go I'm back. A- to I'm it. already in Traverse Town, and then I quit. But now, and I quit for like two months. But now I'm gonna go back to it. No, you're not. Yes, because better. Kingdom Hearts One sucks. Ooh, Kingdom Hearts One is a terrible game after playing two. It is. It's clunky and overly difficult for no reason. Other than challenge. Also, no, it's not Dark Souls. Work. It's just idiotic. Kingdom Dark Souls? <laughs> like Disney, whatever. I had a really trippy dream once that it was a Kingdom Hearts game, but it had Nickelodeon worlds instead of Disney worlds. Christ. Let's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as cool as it would be to fight side by side with Danny Phantom, then I'm stuck with also the old crappy shows like Ah Real Monsters and Ren and Stimpy. Hey, hey, Ah Real Monsters was fucking. There was a Ren and Stimpy world. There was not an Ah Real Monsters world in this. Both shows were ugly, and I never want to see them again. The one I remember the most was there was a there was a SpongeBob world that was just mermaid sora from the little mermaid world in bikini bottom and Gingy, i feel the same way about rugrats i'm leaving we lost a uh, co-host due to unexpected error (laughs) i will reclaim missy how dare you (laughs) laugh me sir (laughs) i don't like a lot of nickelodeon's old shows blasphemy to me. Like, seriously, I never understood the appeal of Rugrats. I, All Grown Up was a much better show to me. All Grown Up was terrible. Agree <laughs> to disagree. I liked them both, so I'm the middle ground here. I'm just flipping through my retro book right now. Since there's really not much else on the N64 other than going through any other games that you guys wanted to talk about. Hmm. We never mentioned Star Fox 64. That was a big one. It was okay. But I said, what are, what are your memories of the 64, Penguin? You've been quiet. Uh, the only games I had were, like, the stadium games and Hey You Pikachu and Pokemon Snap. So I didn't get to play a lot on the N64. I was born on the PlayStation. The N64 was just the Pokemon machine? Yeah, that was all it was. <laughs> Because I I don't really like just Mario. like the Nintendo DS. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't really the DS like had Zelda. a bunch of great titles. I only ever used it for Pokemon because nothing else was interesting. Hmm. The DS has a huge hmm. library full of a bunch of gems. That doesn't mean they're good. I, I mean, the word gems means good. That's what I meant. They can be a poo gem. <laughs> Like a course. <laughs> but say what what games did you guys play most on on the uh, sixty four? You guys ever seen Glover? Nope. Glover. <laughs> You've never seen Glover? Nope, no, sir. It's just an anthropomorphic glove that you go on an adventure. Is that the hamburger helper's name? <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Literally, just look up Glover N64, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Look at the picture of the of Glover. I'm really not incensed to look it up. Gigi, I think I've seen it, it. I'm just looking through retro video game consoles to see how things changed. Did you look it up and post it in the chat? I demand. I mean, the controllers we have now. Compared to the ones they had in the eight in the early seventies, where everyone was using like literal remote controls as controllers, like seriously, there's a freaking number pad with a dial on some of these. The N64's controller design was kind of awkward. They could be comfortable, though not on your hand when you had to do the spins. 
Oof, yeah, Mario Party 1. Destroying people's palms. I think it was... Pro- I almost want to say it was the N64's fault for giving Mario Party such an infamous name. I remember breaking a TV because of fucking Mario Party. Well, yeah, but you're 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 overly emotional. <laughs> He's raging, Gingy, for a reason. No, like that's legit the reason why I decided to name I myself mean, Raging Gingy. I mean, Jason, who's been on the show before, uh, broke his monitor when we were playing Smash Bros. because he got mad that he lost. So he- through his Wii U gamepad into his monitor, and he will never live it down. Okay, retro consoles are really freaking me out here. This controller's freaking weird. What controller? For what system? It's called the Fairchild VES Channel F. What the fuck? Fairchild? Yeah. Came, ni- came out in 1976. For 170 bucks. I mean, there are a lot of consoles in the olden times that their controllers had number pads. And in the weird. olden times? Trust me, I will bring up a picture here to show you guys how messed up these controllers look. Look at this thing. Looks fun. But yeah, other classics on the Nintendo 64. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie was a big one. Uh, going off the rare thing, you could go with Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, I was about to say, Conker's Bad Fur Day as well. He is the opera poo. I oh. am the great. <laughs> Random off-topic thing. Everything's off-topic here. Getting close to fucking having another Doug Drio incident. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting very fucking close. Don't kill your knee this time. I can't fucking promise. What what's happening, Gingy? Tell us and tell us why you're playing a video game during podcast. Because Did Penguin ever hear that story? Fit. Did Penguin ever hear that story of the shiny Doug Trio failure? Yes. We should talk about it. <laughs> anyway. God damn it. <laughs> Repeat it to the airwaves. They must all know. Eh, they can look it up. How can they look it up? Is, is it, it documented somewhere? Yeah, it's on a <laughs> Pixels episode. Can't remember which one. Uh, just, just go back to the ones that pe- that people probably only listen to because I'm in them. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Pixels has a one consistent listener, and she's on this episode. Oh no! <laughs> hey, you know what? I will check episode. right now. How that means no one will listen have. to this one at all. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, fourth fourth wall break. Let's let's see how many listeners we actually fucking have. One and a half. Said, the only the only listeners here. And I don't even listen to it. Ouch. Well, I mean, I expect that from you, I don't even You're a straight-up asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, too, Bag. <laughs> Why would he listen to it? He's on it. He knows what happens. Well, I listen to it just for fucking quality assurance. Because you have to edit it. I mean, to be fair, I did listen to an RCS We Trust, so... 62, motherfuckers. 62. <laughs> No, uh, last week. In the last week, we've had 62 listeners. Isn't there a place for an average? You told me there was a place for an average. You should be grateful. The average listener per episode is 21. You told me it was 50. Well, yes, that was total. The average, as far as spread out through all of our episodes, says here is 21. That's still... still, Joke's uh, on you. It's more than zero. Be grateful for each and every one of them. I love you all. Sincerely. Thank you for listening to our show. We didn't know you existed until... Even though it is a hot fucking dumpster fire right now. (laughs) It's going to be the best episode in weeks. No, you could say it's uh, 64 Shades of Hell. 
I'm pretty, sure that's just your, I'm pretty sure that's just the title of your life, man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the case. Picture <laughs> Polygon is looking Jinji is looking for a new co-host. <laughs> Applications open. He needs a Sherman. We are looking for a third host though, low-key still. So like Jinji's Mr. Peabody and he needs his Sherman. Every dog needs a boy. I am the Sherman. Pretty sure that Sherman's just supposed to be like a companion on Doctor Who. You're supposed to You're not supposed to be very intelligent and just do what the head says. Oh, that's that's perfect. I I'm not intelligent at all. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that also means you're not allowed to throw shade. Well, you know what? This is the uh He gets to throw shade at you, but you're not allowed to reciprocate. This is this is the hip nineties reboot of of Peabody and Sherman. They already did that. And Sherman was still a pushover. How was that CGI movie? Was it bad? It was actually pretty entertaining. I mean, overly plot-heavy for a very, very simple cartoon. Mr. Peabody and Sherman, unless they have a Nintendo 64 game, which I know. No, it's it's more interesting. Anyway, last memories on the 64. Any, any other comment? The Scooby-Doo night game was terrible to play because it was impossible to figure out. I did enjoy Diddy Kong racing. No one yeah. likes Diddy Kong. Everyone loves Diddy Kong racing. Jack likes Diddy Kong racing, though. That wasn't Jack. Well, Abby loves Diddy Kong racing. She was barking for food. Diddy Kong racing. Diddy Kong racing is a very popular game. It's literally Diddy. It's basically Diddy Kong's only claim to fame is that Diddy Kong Racing was really good. And yet, Crash Bandicoot was the one that got his racing game remade. I mean, Diddy Kong Racing got remade for the DS, just without Conker and Banjo, for obvious reasons. Well, to end the N64 segment, let's all keep in mind that the N64 Classic will never happen. <laughs> yes, it will. Gotta have faith, buddy. Reggie said so. His body's not ready for it. He, he didn't say it <laughs> never happened. He just said it's currently not in development. They have no reason to. If they made the Switch Virtual Console actually good, then they can just do that. Why did they come on, snap on the Switch? I want to play Super Mario Sunshine and that's Pokemon GameCube. Coliseum on a Switch. Sunshine's yeah, a GameCube game. That's what I said. We need GameCube Virtual Console. Nah. What do you mean, nah? No one misses the GameCube. Hey, you watch your tongue. Everyone misses the The GameCube is great. Shush, <laughs> DJ. Yes, too. Finally fucking did it. Jesus Christ. What? Finally beat base. Fuck that motherfucker. Okay, that'll be the last one you have for the rest of the thing. <laughs> Wait, what game are you playing? He's ultimate. Stop playing games on podcasts. You know how I feel about this. Okay, Gigi, you want to do an outro, or you just want to sit here awkwardly forever? Huh? <laughs> Wait, right. we're actually doing a show? I thought this was a pretend. No, this is actually just a... The just a, a warm-up. Yeah, practice. Yeah. Good, otherwise I'm like, why, why would I come back to this? This is a mess. It gets worse every time. Oh, how? Damn. This is the most off-the-rails you guys have been in my presence. And I'm not I sure know, if I like you know it. What? It's, it's alright. Perfectly alright. Well, you know let's switch like to board game. games. That's more entertaining, right? Yeah. Oh my god, the Cartoon Network game is so fucking good. This is, anyway. no, longer, this is no longer about pixels. It's now about uh, card games and board games. We're going we're gonna to do some Monopoly here. Play some Trouble. Well, if we're doing fucking Monopoly, how am I going to flip the table over a podcast? By flooping the pig. I mean, I do, once Jinji gets a decent PC, we are going to stream Cards Against Humanity. Play Uno instead. It's more rage-inducing It's more rage inducing and hilarious than Cards Against Humanity's will ever be. But is there a way to play Uno through a browser for free? I don't know. You can do it through the PS4. And PC. Free? I was just streaming. I mean, Uno's not exactly expensive. 
Yes, but I have no money because I'm a poor teenager. Get a job, hippie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got to work at a GameStop while they still exist. That's true. But with that being said, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up the episode here. Pegasus, where can our listeners find you, buddy? Find me on Twitter at PegasusTheGame1, on YouTube at Pe- as PegasusTheGamer. You can find Pokemon Variety Hour, a podcast that I host, along with Jinji and Penguin, and also Brad sometimes. Brad the chat. Wherever podcasts are found. I also have Ghost of Gaming Future. Will it ever come back? Well, that depends on if Lucio ever comes back. Yeah, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> See, even she wants that to yeah, come I'm back, coming. I guess. Hold on. Hold dang on. Anyway, DJ, where can our listeners find you, sir? At this point, please don't. <laughs> you I mean, can find I have a at... Twitter, but I really don't use it. So if you really are desperate to find it, um, spam Gingy for it. Or just listen right now with Skywalker MLP. I'm back. Miss Penguin, where can our listeners find you? They can't. By the way, you can contact me personally on our community Discord. <laughs> I didn't get to say that before I was yanked. Penguin. Penguin Mage ninety three on Twitter. He sounded so obligated. I am obligated. <laughs> 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 and well, everyone right, remember you can... everyone just keep in mind Twitter was a mistake I agree Twitter's great I like Twitter I'm disappointed in you uh, alright you can find me at my personal Twitter Raging Gingy. you can follow the show at PPAF Podcast we have a Patreon, of course, if you guys are able to give anything, which is patreon.com slash podcast. But like we always say, please take care of yourselves first, you guys. We would, we would appreciate any of the help, but take care of yourselves. We have a public store, which is tpublic.com slash user slash podcast one um, if you have any questions, comments, or even topic suggestions, you can always email us directly at the show, which is ppafpodcast at gmail.com, or you can drop it in the Discord channel. With that being said, this has been the 28th episode of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. I've been your host, Raging Gingy. I've been Pegasus. I don't know why I come here. (laughs) I think that's your cue, Penguin. (laughs) I'm not playing Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Neither am I. But I'm I'm actually honest. (laughs) With that being said, thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Maybe. Bye-bye.